Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Mike Malatesta. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. You're the author of the book, Ownership. You have been through two acquisitions. You've sold two companies, uh, done quite well in the uh, waste management industry. Is that right? That's right, Josh. Thanks for yeah. having me. So, so ERC Midwest, and then uh, was it Covanta? Was that the other? Uh, it was Advanced Waste Services. Oh, Advanced Covanta Waste Services. Bought, yeah. Covanta bought that company. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, great, great. Well, congrats on that. Thank and you. of course, you're the host of the How Did It Happen podcast. So That's Mike, right. again, thanks so much for joining us. It is a pleasure, Josh. Thanks. I've been looking forward to this for a while. Thank you for having me. You've created some great success in, um, in, in the uh, waste treatment uh, services industry. Right. How did you get into that? Well. Um, I got into it accidentally, but uh, I'll tell you the short story. And if you want to go longer, we can go longer. I uh, started get, driving a garbage truck when I was in college between my junior and senior year. Wow. And I just have had a love for trucks since I was four years old. Um, got a job driving a garbage truck, had no idea what it would, what it would be like. And um, turns out that not only did I enjoy driving the garbage truck, but I really loved the business. And I thought to myself, well, maybe this is a you know a career for me. And so I went to the owner and I asked um, for his advice. And he told me that uh, he was a, it was a family company. And he said, well, we don't really have any place here for college graduates, um, but you should go get hired, you know, go try to get a job with one of the big companies. And so I took his advice and I did. And I got a management training uh, program job uh, right out of college. And I moved up really quickly. I I, I you know, in five years, four years, I moved five times and I was the first youngest divisional vice president in the company's history. And I thought, man, one day I might be the CEO of this place. You know, that's a possibility. And so that's what I was thinking about. And then um, that didn't happen. Instead, what happened was uh, on, on St. Patrick's Day in 1992, my boss called me up and said, hey, I want to come see you. And he, he did. He came to see me that afternoon and he fired me. <gasps> and I was devastated, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, no kidding. You know, you, you weren't I really was, expecting that. No, I wasn't expecting it. No, <laughs> um, and so I, I, I really, I had no idea what to do, John. I, I, I had moved to the Midwest about a year earlier, from the East Coast, and so I didn't really have a network. I didn't have friends. I didn't have a support group. I had my wife, thankfully, um, and we just we didn't know what to do, and. Uh, one, a person that I had met while I was working here, uh, sort of reached out to me a month or so afterwards and said, you know, Hey Mike, if you want to start a business, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to do that and partner with you. And it was like, so out of the blue, um, 
and I thought about it for a little while and I met with them and then I was like, uh, okay, you know, a few Miller high lifes around the kitchen table at his house. And we were like, this is a great plan. And, uh, six months later, we, we started a, a waste uh, trucking business, trucking wastewater from factories to, to treatment plants to, to clean it up and recycle it. And yeah. that's, that's how we got going. That's amazing. You know, from an entrepreneurial opportunity standpoint, you know, I've, I've, I've heard this said, right, where there's so much opportunity in the non-glitzy stuff, right? It, it, the, the stuff that just kind of quietly happens in the background, you know, in the eyes of most consumers, yeah. huge opportunity, yeah is, yeah. is that, is that your observation? Well, what's, what's your observation of, you know, very smart entrepreneurial minded people to get into some of these industries that, you know, don't necessarily, you know, uh, you, we don't celebrate them enough, perhaps, you know, mm -hmm. I think first of all, more people should recognize the glitziness of the waste business. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I just got to throw that glitzy. out there. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I as I mentioned, I I started in the in the trash business and the trash, you know, picking up trash at someone's house or someone's business is some that's a part of the industry that's very visible. People understand, you know, what that is. But when it came time for us to start our business, that I I didn't think we could be successful there because there were a lot of big players in that part of the business and and it would just be a real struggle. And so we looked for a niche that, you know, we could uh uh wasn't dominated by pig players. It was, uh, you know, mom and pops who'd been around for a long time doing good work, but you know, there was a, there was maybe a space there for us. And so that's why we sort of went to the, what I call the industrial waste, um, side of the waste business. And mm. it turned out to be a good move because, uh, there we were able to, um, without a tremendous amount of money, without marketing and those kinds of things. At the time, we were able to differentiate ourselves. Uh, we were able to bring a couple of different new solutions. We were we we actually put the client, the customer or the client first, you know, simple stuff like that, where the bar had been kind of low to begin with. So, you know, sometimes you only have to be a little bit better than what's out there to be a lot better in in the in the long term. So that's how that's how we approached it. Yeah. Um, and so now you're, you're running the company um, or, or you're in on the transportation yeah. um, company. And is it um, like, how did you get your first contracts? Or I mean, it's all contracts, right? Uh, it's not all contracts, but uh, most of it is not contracts. Most of it is, uh, you know, uh, purchase orders. Um, so, so it's not a, not a contract of any kind, but uh, we did uh, the first business that we got, John, was actually a contract with the state of Wisconsin, and it was to haul wastewater out of a closed landfill that had been abandoned by the owner and that the state had the responsibility for. And the funny thing was, um, we didn't even have a business <laughs> when I when I responded to that bid for the for the contract. And, and you were just you were just watching the kind of like the the state bid. You yeah, know, the, yeah. The, the, the request for proposals. I, I was, and this thing came up and I was like, well, this is perfect for us. We could do if it. We could, if we could get this, this would be like a great first, you know, job right out of the bat. Wow. Um, so we didn't have a business. We didn't have any trucks. We oh. didn't have anything. I put the bid in. 
and we got it. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so we started, uh, that was like no- November-ish or October-ish of 1992. We had to start January th- 2nd of 93. Do you think they hired you because they didn't have anybody else to put in for it? I no. wonder what why they hired you. They hired us because their standards for, bid, for bids were very low. <laughs> Oh yeah. They're just looking for a price. If you were the low bidder, they just assumed that you would, you know, be able to do the insurance and the other stuff. They didn't ask for it up front, which is great because we didn't have it. Uh, So it's just a really fortuitous thing. But after we got started with that, almost all of our business was, was at at that time was gotten by knocking on a door, asking for an opportunity and then delivering on what we said we were going to do. What does that look like? Tell me more about that. When, well, when you say um, just knocking on a door, like who are you talking with? How are you? How are you getting in and having a conversation? Yeah. So one of the first um, uh, clients that we that that gave us an opportunity was a big um, metal uh, scrap processing facility in the city of Milwaukee, and I had done a little bit of work for a guy named Larry Halverson there before I had gotten fired. So I I had met Larry. I didn't know him, but I had met him. So I went down there and they, they were collecting rainwater and, you know, runoff from their shredding operations and that kind of stuff. And, um, and I, I just told them, I was just really honest with them. I said, Hey, you know, we're, we're starting this business. We don't have any business. Um, I can promise you that if you give us an opportunity, we're going to do what we say we're going to do. And he did. And, you know, I had that client till the day I sold that that first business. Um, and it was that kind of thing it was very grassroots, very bootstrap, very organic, uh, for, for us at the beginning. Cause we had nothing else. We didn't, <laughs> we, we didn't, you know, we had no rep mo- you know, we, neither butcher I had ever owned or started a business. We'd never mm-hmm. run a business all on our own. We had never done, you know, sales or prospecting. We hadn't yeah. ever done any of that. So we, we sort of fumbled through it, but I think it was the genuineness of the way that we approached um, that that got us those 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 first you know in the first year that got us the opportunities that that allowed us to to um, you know to take off. So with the contract in hand, it probably made the getting a truck a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, um, the, yes, it did, and I was I was and we were very fortunate at the time to get a bank to lend us. Money yeah, to, you know, to lend us that, money as a startup. That doesn't always happen, even with uh, contracts in hand. It's tough as yeah, a small business owner. It's, it's uh, very depending on yeah. you know when this is happening because uh, you know some banks you talk to, and if you're an SMB, good luck. You know right. they, they're not really interested in that. Uh, I can think of one bank here in my region <laughs> had a you know wasted about forty five days you know with them and all this stuff and they get to the end they're like yeah now nah, we eh, SMBs aren't really a target for us like great that would have been nice to know forty five yeah. days ago like you know I could have been beginning. spending my time elsewhere so well I'm good for you yeah uh, you know that 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 worked out and then you know because how terrible would that be if you know it's like okay ready to go and uh, we don't have a truck yet yeah. Yeah, so the planets aligned for you, my friend. Yeah, I mean it's it's just uh uh yeah, it's amazing what'll happen when you go all in on something and going back, you know, is not just not an option. Um, you know, we put all our money in, we put all our effort in, we put all our time in, we put all of our resources into it, and we put everything that we knew 
which wasn't a lot, <laughs> everything that we knew into it. And for whatever reason, people just responded to that, or at least enough to get us going. I mean, I'm not saying everyone responded to it, but um, yeah, it just worked. When but you're that's in the easy in- part, of course, yeah. you know, getting started is the easy part. When you're in an industry like waste treatment, um, can how do you, and I'm wondering about like culture, for example. So, you know, a lot of times you'll, you know, just hear this emphasis from a leadership perspective, which I know you do a lot of work around is, is leadership, right? And that is, you know, is in, you know, a, a, a waste uh, camp company, um, a waste treatment company is not immune from having, wanting to make sure we have great culture and environment. So I think that there could be the misconception that it's it's kind of a job where people just show up, I'm going to show up and I'm going to work an honest eight hours. I'm going to get paid eight hours and I'm going to go home and that's yeah. it, right? And it's just, I'm just here to earn a paycheck. Um, and, and I suspect that that's not the reality. Like it, it, that's, it's not as transactional. No. In fact, in my experience, it's one of the most um, people-centric industries th- there is. Um, you know, we think about it, right? You know, you, could, you can look at everything two ways. You can look at it as what it is in terms of what, meaning what other people define it to be, or you can look at it as what it does. And, you know, for us, we're, you know, we're basically taking the things that, that, uh, that, that like for us, the things that get, that get uh, uh, contaminated, making all of the products that we use every single day. And we're, and we're actually assisting in the management of those to make sure that the, that the, the environment and the community isn't negatively impacted by the production of these things. That's a noble Mm. goal. That's a noble pursuit. And when, and there's a lot of satisfaction in, you know, showing up at a place and everything is like completely filthy, dirty, Mm. and it looks like crap and leaving at the end of it. And it looks like it was just made now that now that doing that work isn't easy, but you know, you're working for an end result that has a lot of uh, pride attached to it. Um, in addition to the, the the community impact and the environmental impact and all of that thing, there's a lot of pride in doing something that's meaningful like that. Wow, that is cool, um, Mike. Tell me about your work today. I mean, now you just again you just sold your second company. Yeah. So if we had more time, we could boy we could go. I, I'd love to go into that, but I'd like to know more about the work that you do today. And like you know, in terms of like you know, someone that's listening to us, like okay, Mike, you 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 had a really good track record in the yeah. waste services industry. Uh, how can I learn from you? Like how can how can I don't know if you mentor, if you uh, provide any consulting or coaching. You should. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, John, Josh. Um, my uh, so a couple things. One, I uh, my podcast, uh, how did happen? Podcast is. Um, really, a just a joy and an energy producer for me. We we dig really deep into into stories of success, and and our goal in doing that is to inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in everyone. That's what I'm trying to do with with my podcast, and it's just such a so much fun. My book um, that just came out is called Ownership: How Getting Selfish Got Me Unstuck. Is a is a 
you know, a tale of stories of my experiences through the entrepreneurial journey and through the stages, the four stages of that, the dream stage, the grind stage, the break stage, and then the breakthrough stage. And I think it's really, um, that book I wrote for entrepreneurs who've had some success in their life, but are, you know, they're, they're no longer thinking about going big for some reason. And I think all entrepreneurs should be thinking about going big all the time. And by big, um, I don't mean money or, you know, number of employees. I mean, as what I mean is big as you are capable of going or are capable of, 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 um, you know, breaking through in level after level after level so that you're always thinking about creating a future that's bigger than your past. So the book is, um, I think a great uh, uh, resource for entrepreneurs who, like I said, have, they're they're on their track. People might be looking at them and saying, "Wow, that that guy, that gal, are really successful." But inside, they're not thinking they're successful. In fact, they're thinking that um, you know this business is taking more out of me than it's giving to me. And I want to, and and I want to, and that happens. And that happened to me. And you'll find out how it happened. If, if, you know, if you read the book, but that's okay because. First of all, it's normal. And second of all, and I think this is the biggest thing, Josh, is when you are in that spot where you feel uh, like the grind has been too much or you feel broken or you feel stuck or whatever you want to call it, you think about the fact that you designed a system in your life that got you exactly where you are. And as soon as you become aware of that, one, you accept it as the truth because that's what it is. But two, two, you can look at yourself and say, well, if I designed something perfectly to put me right here, and this is not where I want to be, I can probably design something perfectly to get me where I do want to be. And mm -hmm. so let me start focusing on that because that's where the breakthroughs come from. And that's where the energy comes from. And that's where the future comes from. So the podcast the, and and the book, um, I do board work. I do a lot of investing in in uh, in startup companies and mature companies, uh, and I just feel like I'm a trusted advisor to entrepreneurs. That's that's great. That's um, that's where I like to hang out. Nice, nice. Yeah, currently, as of when we're recording this interview, you're number one right now in small business advertising. Um, the book Ownership. You got thirty six. Um, you got thirty six ratings, all five star. Uh, and uh, in one you week. got some momentum here. Yeah. Yeah, in one week. That's not bad. Yeah, no kidding. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks. Mike Malatesta. Um, what's the best website um that well, well here it is, MikeMalatesta.com. That's right. M-A-L-A-T-E-S-T-A. And from there, you can access Mike's podcast, or you could just search it on the podcast app wherever you're listening to this one. Right. It's called How Did It Happen? Mike, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. 
If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.